Hi, I'm Rick Hatchke. I'm Drew Stack. I'm Andrew Nelson. And, and this, this is the Internet's Maximum, maximum Potential. potential. <laughs> Andrew Ivor Nelson has never heard the show before. Uh, we didn't prep him for that, and what you just heard was genuine. Uh, that was really good. That was yeah. Rod Stewart with Do You Think I'm Sexy. Uh, today, Drew and I are joined by the highly elusive Andrew <laughs> Ivor Nelson. Thank you. Um, it was between. If this was if this was like a nature show. This would be like aired during sweeps. <laughs> uh, we were gonna have JD Salinger on, but it was like, oh my god, we can get Ivor Nelson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're you're gone. It's pretty similar. I, I was up for a couple other shows. There was, uh, uh, I think Craig Ferguson. I was almost on that show. So. Oh really? Yeah. But I decided to come in here. Is that is that true or is that actually? No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's someone believable with with the guests he has on there, but it's, it's um, he Andrew, does get awful guests, doesn't he? Sometimes it's true. Anyway, um, you've been kind of difficult to get onto the program, yeah, uh, primarily because you don't seem to answer the telephone. You, I don't. You prefer text messaging. <laughs> it's funny because you, if you jumped in like a DeLorean and went back a couple of years, I would have never responded to a text message. I hated it. But now my girlfriend has me hooked on it, and that's pretty much all that I respond to. Wow. <laughs> uh, it's pretty ridiculous. The thing is, I have text messaged once before in my <laughs> life. So, like, uh, texting... It's really a feature they, they told you you could have it at the phone store, and you're like, nah, I really don't. No, I don't have any sort of, like, plan, so yeah. it's probably costing me, like, $4 each text. So to get you on the program, it probably costs around, I don't know, $20 <laughs> worth of text. Cause, uh, and I don't, I don't really have the lingo down, so I'm typing out, like, hello, Andrew Ivor Nelson. <laughs> Yeah. This is Rick Hatchkey. Are you going to be available? You're sending like an email? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the, the, even with my emails, they're always very proper. <laughs> they're always, like, dearest. <laughs> I'm like that online as well. I, I've failed to conform to the like, are, are you like letter, letters be taking the place of words? Mm -hmm. I do think that I did slide in a two, the number two, morrow in yeah. uh, in one of the text messages but to save newbie, me those two letters. For a yeah, newbie, that's I, pretty you slide. You fooled me. I thought he had been doing it for years once he had that two in there. I'm, really I'm a bit of a chameleon. I can sort of slide into anything, make it, a it, seem, make it seem like, wow, I think Rick's probably one of those text messaging champions. <laughs> <laughs> he can probably just you know, dial up and yeah. down, get those letters in. Text message champion. You know, like the fast fingers competition. If you send me a text message pretty fast, I, I think I go, oh, Rick's texts a lot. Now he's one of those text messaging champions. <laughs> he's a wizard. Uh, I'm pretty sure I dated a girl who was a text message champion once. Uh, <laughs> she was Tommy, the deaf, dumb, and blind <laughs> text, text messaging wizard. <laughs> yeah. uh, if there is a buzz, uh, we apologize. We couldn't really figure out what was going on with no. that. It's the buzz of this show. That's what it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Around the world. Uh, so I don't know. I guess we should give Andrew Ivor Nelson some introduction. Um, Andrew Ivor Nelson is the type of guy where once you know his middle name, you have to say it every time you talk about him. <laughs> and uh, we, Drew and I, met Andrew Ivor Nelson. I think you two knew each other before I knew you, Drew. It was, yeah, we did a uh, improv class together um, before we all did an improv thing together. And uh, it wasn't a class, it was a thing. It evolved um, once you joined. And uh, it was kind of like we were in the same class. We saw each other, but it wasn't really like we were like buddy-buddy. And then right. when we showed up on the day of the uh, second class, first day of the second class, it's like, oh, you're in this class too. And then it became more of like a commonality now that it, we'd been in yeah, one class together now. And the fact class. that we knew Raleen McMillian. Yeah. Talked about that a lot. Yeah, we, we did talk about that a lot. Experiences of that. I had forgotten that I knew her, and I was in a happy spot in my life. And right. I had to bring her back up. Yeah. Oh, so there was a, a common girl between you two. Oh, this... this <laughs> Someone you shared this romantically. <laughs> was probably a 48-year-old... Um, not attractive lady that uh, was was she was a those those girls <laughs> she was a those those 
listen to the program, and you'll know what we're referring to. <laughs> okay. Okay. By those, those, uh, yeah, she was a hot professor. Um... She was... I'll assume that that's what that She means. was ugly in every sense of the word. Yeah. She had no talent. More more uh, beneath her skin. If you lif- listen to Temptations, or really, if you flip that on its belly, that's really what their song's talking about. <laughs> Professor Raylene McMillan. Pretty much. So, then uh, I uh, took the class. I was in the class with you two, and uh, we all became pals of some sort. Yeah. And uh, you guys... Uh, I would drive to class together. One time you saw me sitting in my car, uh, watched me eat a sandwich, and uh, <laughs> saw my eating habit. Um, I have acid reflux. And uh, so, like, every time I take a bite, like, I feel something coming up. And so it literally looks like every time I'm eating that I'm about to vomit. And uh, I remember, so like... deliberate. I remember you guys like coming up to me like in class like hey man are you feeling alright? <laughs> we were watching you eat. <laughs> you look like you're gonna throw up. It looks pretty painful. And I tried to play it cool like oh no I don't know what you guys are seeing but uh, that is the truth. Yeah. Um, particularly when it's a spicy Italian meatball sandwich from Subway. That's what happens. Or chicken parmesan. Uh, they it was already gone at that point. So can we just fantasize and you, like. You can say that the past is kind of blurred and that it was a chicken parmesan sandwich. Uh, but uh, so now, um, after the class, uh, we did Sketchbook. Andrew Ivor Nelson was the comedy MVP of that film, which now is on DVD. So you will be receiving one. And, uh, I just did. It's, he did. He took I, it out to his car. Make sure he didn't lose it. Yeah. And then uh, when uh, I was working for the Bucks the past season, you worked game nights as part of the hoop troop. And uh, and so yeah. like every like night, I'd be like, "Hey, I just talked to Drew. The sketchbook DVD is on its way." <laughs> and I'd be like hyping it up and like, "Okay, there's been a slight delay, but it's coming out." And uh, it was funny because um, I, I don't. You were making promises you didn't know how to keep. Well, I, I was making promises that you had made to me and then relaying them to Andrew Ivor Nelson. So I was, I was 2,000 miles away, though, so I didn't... It's not like you're going to fly out and, like, come well, after me. The fantastic thing was that, uh, I don't know, I'm just speculating. I, I got a feeling like most people around the office didn't really care for me. And uh, I was relatively quiet most of the time, but then I'd see Andrew and I'd be like, "Oh, hey, how's it going, man?" And I'd be like talking up a storm, and uh, like I could see like the the secretary like look at me puzzled and like, like who is this? Who is this guy? What are they talking? Sketchbook. Talking. I've never seen Rick talk before. I thought he was mute. I didn't know how he sold season tickets. I'll be honest, it was kind of odd. Apparently Rick has a friend at work. We're gonna look into it. Maybe that's why I was laid off at the end of the like, season. Yo, Rick, you have a friend here. We're gonna have <laughs> that's against our policy. No, it was funny because I would come into the media room, as it was called, where everyone would eat before the games, and there was everyone kind of laughing, having a good time, and then it was always kind of Rick, a little bit off to the side, kind of awkwardly in conversation, and then I would come in and it would. Like you were saying, it would just be like back and forth, and we we're having a good time. And people were just kind of like, "What I, the fuck's going on?" I honestly believe that they were completely stunned every time I like got along, was buddy buddy. Like the big thing was, I I don't drink, and that seemed to be sort of a barrier between me and them. Very a big problem if you're going to work with, in the Milwaukee Bucks organization. So the, games, <laughs> the games are so terrible that you have to go out and you have to get wasted after that. So. When problem. you work for that franchise, I have a funny story about the media room in the in the Bradley Center. I would like to hear it. Um, so I wouldn't. Senator, <laughs> when Senator Herb Cole used to own the team, um, my he's brother still, he still owns does. It. He still own the team. Drew <laughs> Steck, up to date on sports. I'm a Clippers fan now. I don't care. Uh, I went from one one organization to one more even doomed organization. Um, to uh, so anyway, Herb Cole was there. My brother was my brother was working for the Bucks. Uh, doing game operations, and uh, they're in the media room, and uh, all of a sudden, Senator Herb Cole walks up behind him in line, and uh, goes, hey, uh, can you tell me which of these are hot dogs and which of these are brats? 
When obviously, like anybody, like you're the state senator from Wisconsin, I think you should know the difference between a hot dog and yeah. a brat. Your brother said this, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And no. hey, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, hey, buddy, you're the state senator from Wisconsin. Uh, you should know what the difference between a hot dog and a brat is. Hey, little guy in a cheap never, suit. He never told him. He never told him. Hey, purple. <laughs> hey, purple. <laughs> thus, thus adding to the speculation that Herb Cole might be gay. I didn't say that, no. I honestly don't think that he has any sort of orientation. I don't, that's not what I meant. He's asexual. He reproduces asexually. <laughs> Soon, sooner Herb Cole will just start growing out of. So, it was, did your brother? Was that the story? Was that? That's the story. He was like, he was like, he he just was like, um, I, he told him which one was which, and then he went, then he kind of laughed to himself and went, "You're the state senator from Wisconsin, and you don't know the difference between a hot dog and a broad." <laughs> no, he never said that. He thought that to himself. Though. The guy was his boss. He was like keeping my brother employed. You're not going to say something like that, <laughs> not to his face. No. Uh, are you done working for the Bucks now? Have you hung it up? Well, technically, I you know, still have a couple of summer appearances that I'm working for them, but yeah, I worked for them for five years, but I'm done now. What prompted you to put up the, the very shiny shirt to <laughs> and the basketball hoop that you that basketball hoop that was attached to a hat? Yeah, <laughs> to a hat. You, you hung it um, up. Yep, yeah, I put it on the old uh, hat rack. Um, <laughs> it, take, it took up like three sets of rack. Yeah. But uh, yeah, two things. One was that uh, there was that job was going absolutely nowhere. I did not have no, I had no desire to work further for that. You had no I had no desire to pump up the crowd anymore. <laughs> yeah, you had pumped I, up enough. <laughs> the, well, the, just you know, the people that work there are just a little ridiculous. So. I, I did no desire to work there anymore, but even more so, working at the Paps now. That's where I love working, and that's I wanted to concentrate on that. So, shifting your focus. Exactly. You pump. You're pumping up a different crowd. Yeah. Now. Exactly. Exactly. Now you're pumping up hipsters. Yeah. <laughs> Come out it? to see their favorite uh, indie rock band. <laughs> what is what is your what does your application say? Like like valuable skills learned from previous job. Pumping up crowd. <laughs> it was. It was always teaching really, kids how to throw into a hoop <laughs> attached to a man's hat. It was always really ridiculous because you know, on every application they have, you know, like you know, what does this job entail, or you know, some of your duties that you have yeah. in there, and you know, exactly. It was just like, okay, well, I my right arm has gotten a lot of work from throwing t-shirts. Um, so <laughs> you, need, you need t-shirts rolled at all? I can do that. But yeah, I mean, that was pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> was that your first like job, or did you have previous uh, employment before that? No, I yeah, I had a bunch of jobs. Before okay, that. <laughs> I just think I'm a bit of a journeyman. <laughs> I just think it'd be funny if you're trying to like go from that. That was like your launching point. You had like yeah. no one else would take you. And after now you're that. looking for a six figure. <laughs> you had nowhere else to go. Well, it was funny because you know, even though I was just on Hoop Troop or whatever, you know, when I would go to apply at other places, we'd be like, "Ooh, the Bucks! You can give me tickets." And I think I got a couple of jobs just from having bucks on my application. I'm having the opposite effect. <laughs> As I'm looking for work, yeah. nobody seems to be entranced by me at all. <laughs> so they called me up just to say, ah, you worked for the bucks. Sorry. <laughs> they called. Oh, was that? I think they called the bucks when you listed their number in there and they said, oh, he had a friend here. And they said, we don't like him. We don't <laughs> Ooh, want someone who's friendly. <laughs> <laughs> we want it as cold and desolate as possible. <laughs> uh, finally airing some grievances on the show <laughs> but uh. <laughs> Drew Steck and his wonderful transition right there uh, Drew uh, shifting the focus away from our guest oh I was going to throw out a quick analogy that I thought of today that holds no weight but I like, I like using it I'm going to throw it out there just because it's so ridiculous Okay. And this is going to wrap up the introduction of Andrew Ivernelson the 15 minute introduction um, <laughs> Andrew Ivernelson is to Milwaukee comedy to the Milwaukee comedy scene as Kanye West is to hip hop you're bigger than Jesus <laughs> <laughs> 
right, and yeah. the Milwaukee comedy Let's scene. My not a lot of Christian comedy. <laughs> no, definitely, <laughs> definitely not. Really needs to get out there. Though. It really needs to be explored. There needs to be a Christian comedy scene that in brings the up city that brings, by 2010. That brings up a movie idea I had once. A treatment that I wrote for a film where a uh, guy. It's kind of like Sister Act, but with a guy where he's in the witness protection program and he used to be like a crappy comedian in Reno. And uh, he gets picked up in the last place. Like his father was a preacher, so they make him a uh, subsequent, a uh, like a sub preacher at one church. You know, kind of hiding him in the fold there. And uh, the head pastor dies, so he becomes the head pastor. And uh, he decides to make church more like a late night talk show, where he has guests on and a band, and comes out and does an opening monologue. And I don't know, like I don't know, it'd be kind of blasphemous, but at the same time, probably pretty funny. Keep in mind, our show is in the public domain, so uh, you have to be careful with, you, with saying any good ideas because people can steal them. I'm pretty sure it's not a good idea, right? <laughs> <laughs> If somebody can make a better screenplay than I can out of that, more power to him. Good luck. <laughs> um, Drew, your most anticipated movie of your life came out on Thursday night. Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you drove down to Chicago to, for a 3 a.m. screening of The Dark Knight. Mamma Mia. <laughs> In IMAX. <laughs> you really got You've never seen Meryl Streep till you've seen her at 60, fake laughing. They and spread I it guess. out for all the scenes with Christine Baranski. That's really what brought <laughs> brought the house down, really. Oh, yeah. And Pier. How was it? Who the hell is that? Christine Baranski. Is she the like lead actress in that? She's one of her friends. She was the journalist in Chicago, and uh, she was on Sybil Shepherd's show. Sybil? And uh, I just saw her. <laughs> they just referenced Sybil. <laughs> Amazing. End show here. That's all I mean. And uh, she was in Boeing Boeing, which... <clears throat> was a play that I saw with Lee when I was in New York recently. Was she in the show when you saw it? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, so you went down to Chicago. That's what I'm getting at. I did see The Dark Knight. Uh, I haven't seen Mamma Mia yet. I'm sure it's a good movie. And uh, you couldn't see that, but I kind of made a face like it really is not a good movie. Uh, Mamma Mia. Um, but anyway, The Dark Knight was incredible. Uh, Rick, did you, did you see it today? I saw it today. I want to hear your opinion first. I was highly anticipating, I've been anticipating it since I, they greenlit green the project, um, and Christopher Nolan was attached, I was excited for this sequel to Batman Begins, and it lived up to all my expectations and more. I didn't clap at the end of the film, because I felt it needed no applause, and I just kind of walked out and said, that was better than sex, because it truly was. Um, now, you went down there with the hope of running into Christopher Nolan. Did the director of the film, did this happen? After the film, at uh, 5.30 a.m. Uh, in Chicago, we uh, were walking up Navy Pier back to where we parked our car a little way away because we were just kind of walking around Chicago before the screening because we got down there early. And uh, I walked into a coffee shop that was open and uh, um, just kind of stood in line and got myself a little a little latte and uh, um, heard a British voice um, around the corner and uh, went over and uh, sure enough, it wasn't Christopher Nolan. It was just some guy <laughs> who's British. So no, I didn't see. Oh, okay. So it's a no. It's a no. <laughs> but that was wow. a pretty. I, it was almost. It was so weird because I was like, really? you got Andrew. It was it really? Is it really Christopher Nolan? Because it was like in this little like intimate coffee shop where I totally could like approach him and be like, I love everything you do. Um, and it wasn't him. It was just some like some guy who looked nothing like him to where the point was like. He must have had, like, really good makeup on, or, um, in other words, he was not of the same color that I've typically seen him in. Um, did you see the movie? I did. Friday night. What did you it. think of it? I saw, I actually did applaud afterwards. I saw it at the Oriental, so I was applauding. I was just in, I was <laughs> good job, theater. Good I was job. just in such shock at the end that, yeah, yeah. no, I, did, I just didn't applaud. No, I There thought, was really no, like, reason why I didn't applaud. It was, it was, uh... A lengthy movie, but for me, it didn't. Uh, I, that didn't bother me. But it did. Be, I did become aware of the length of it because some ridiculous high schoolers uh, to the left of me that just at every passing thirty minutes of after the hour and a half that they're used to for movies. Oh come on! Oh really? Another scene? And um, so you can leave I, anytime it, you I, want. I, it a little bit for me, but it was. It was still amazing. When you said film. when you started to say thirty minutes, I, I pictured like one guy in the group who was keeping time. He's like, hey, hey, 
30 minutes in. <laughs> like, later, hey, guys, guys, guys. One hour. Then later, hey, hey, 90 minutes, everybody. 90 minutes. And so on. And yeah. so during the credits, <laughs> we just did two and a half hours. How long, how long did you feel the first one was, though? This is an interesting fact. Did you feel like the first one was long? Or did Not you feel at all. Like the first all. one was only 20 minutes shorter. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, it, you know, like I said, I mean, if those guys weren't there, I wouldn't have even thought about it. But, <laughs> but yeah, that always makes it tough. I really, I really enjoyed it. And just the work that they did uh, for Two-Face was ridiculous. But he did look a little like Terminator 2. <laughs> Exoskeleton. Yeah. Was, a little bit. I, was, I thought that I too. Like, Why is Arnold it? in this film all of a sudden? Just half of him, but yeah, it was... Good. Yeah, if you paint that metal, he totally looked like the Terminator instead so of the So he's he's gone. He's not going to be in any of the other ones. That's it. Spoiler alert! Spoiler! We're going to have to bleep that. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> what? There. I. Are you guessing that most of the people who are listening to this have seen it? No, I, I just think most people would know that he's not going to be back. Heath Ledger? Wait, what? I thought I thought we were talking about Schwarzenegger. Wasn't the, weren't I was you? just talking about Schwarzenegger and not yeah. Oh. <laughs> then that's why I'm the primary talking, moderator on I thought the show. you were talking about... I thought you were talk, still talking about The Dark Knight, though. I was just... Wait a minute, Heath Ledger is going to be back? No, no, no. Well, I was just saying... I mean, I know... I thought he was talking about... I know Heath Ledger mind. can't be never back mind. in it. Hey, hey. <laughs> he was like, don't say that. Don't say that. We're going grave robbing, me and Chris, Nolan, and we're going to go dig him up. You and this and random British guy, that's gonna what he be, was talking about. It's going to be like Weekend at Bernie's, but Batman. You need a part two, so whatever you play music, Caribbean music. <laughs> yeah, so Heath Ledger will start to dance <laughs> as the Joker. Um, I saw, Rest in peace. I saw the movie with Lee today. Um, I don't know. I... I didn't really like it that much, to be honest. I thought it was well done. I thought it was well acted. I thought the effects were incredible. And uh, it was just too much of a doom and gloom sort of movie for me. It was just too dark for you? It, it was. You, I, wanted, it was, you wanted Can't Stop the Music? <laughs> I was hoping that we'd get the village people in there somewhere, but no. Uh, I just, I don't know. It, I just... It was way too, like, everybody's dying. <laughs> like, oh, every plan that they have, the Joker's going to counter that. Like, I don't know. It just felt like everywhere they turned, it was misery. And uh, I loved the first one, and I was I was excited about this one. Not nearly as excited as you were, Drew, but I don't know. Just for me, I, I, I felt the time passing because uh, I was muttering, you were that guy. I was that guy. You were the high schooler to the left of me. But uh, there were two guys behind us that were similar to the high schoolers where uh, when the uh, Aaron Eckhart is flipping a coin, the one guy's like, oh, Two-Face. <laughs> and uh, also after the Terminator trailer at the beginning of the film, uh, the one guy was like, what are they up to now? Terminator 618? <laughs> I was like... How can he uh, count that high to begin with? <laughs> out of all the numbers to throw out there, it's one thing you're like, oh, they're up to Terminator 8? No, no, no. Yeah, 618. Yeah, something, something within reason. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just, uh, I just didn't really, I got a headache during it. It was too dark. I just didn't, I, I, I appreciated the effort, but uh, it and just it wasn't for me. As I say, it's not going to be, I said this, uh, to some, I didn't say it on the show, but it's not going to be for... It's not, <laughs> As I said, off the record. <laughs> <laughs> off the record, nobody can quote me on this. Um, no, it's not going to be a movie for everybody. I think like that's where a lot of people like, it's going to be this huge summer blockbuster, and yeah, it'll probably make a lot of money. But I think at the same time... It's <laughs> As not, it set the opening weekend record? <laughs> yeah. It probably will, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. It's already made back its entire budget in one weekend, but all right. No, I, it's just not a movie for everybody. I mean, it's dark, and it's, you know, it plays with a lot of elements, and um, I don't think you, it, the reasons why you didn't like it is not why I think a lot of, a lot of other people won't like it, because they're going to go into it thinking, it is a fun popcorn Batman movie, and come out of it just, like, feeling extremely weighed down by, like, because, like, the, it makes you think. It gets into, like, the characters and, like, their, their heads, and... If you don't want to think, it's not really the movie to go to. Go see Mamma Mia with... 
Meryl Streep. <laughs> and Christine Baranski from Sybil. <laughs> don't don't forget Sybil. Uh, but I I think some movies that are, you know I don't know if it's gonna be a trilogy but you know, more than one movie I think sometimes they'll go to more of a you know, darker somber tone to it and then you know change that in the, in the next one they kind of look at it as a, as a whole as as the movie goes Empire on, so yeah you have to figure yeah. who are gonna be the Ewoks in the next Batman movie yeah. exactly <laughs> when's Jar Jar Binks showing up Robin's gonna be like the Ewoks although. <laughs> To go on record, Chris Nolan said that if Robin, when Robin joins this franchise, he will no longer be a part of it. So, so Robin will be joining the franchise at some point, but Christopher Nolan will be signing off. <laughs> he will not, he will, when Robin comes in, he will no longer be a director anymore. And, and totally, he will never make another film again when they add Robin to the... Uh... Now, I, I just returned from New York last week. Congratulations. You were in New York earlier this summer. I was. Why were you there? What were you there for? What did um, you see? Took, took the old uh, road trip out there with uh, my brother and my dad uh, to see old uh, Yankee Stadium before it's uh, shut down the last time. Um, and then also saw the Brewers play the Red Sox out there as well. Excellent. So, Cooperstown, a little baseball trip. Is that where you got your Brooklyn Dodgers hat that, that you're is, currently wearing? Yes, yes. The much-hated Brooklyn Dodgers, <laughs> as I recently found out. When hey, I, if uh, they would have stayed in Brooklyn, I wouldn't hate it. When I came into Drew's home this evening, I, I got uh, a lot of boos and uh, glares from the entire Steck family. Well, a lot of I, people don't know this, but in our house, we built up a grandstand, like in a sitcom, and uh, yeah. when you come in the house, people react... The uh, crowd in the sitcom stand reacts. A lot of hisses, a lot of, uh, you know, just classic negative reactions. Just to kind of watch our lives and give commentary to it. It's kind of fun. You rotate people every, like, 30, 40 minutes, right? Yeah, yeah, and then... uh, Well, there's a guy that comes by, like, 30 minutes, guys. (laughs) You were that guy for a while, and then you moved on to bigger things, but you kind of carried that with you. Well, like, when when a girlfriend would come by, people would be like, ooh, or something, I don't know. Depends on who, whose girlfriend it was. So you had a, a fantastic trip. Did you see any shows while you were in New York, or did you just just see the stadium? Did you go to a game at the stadium, or did you take a yes, tour? Yes, we actually. I I ended up going there during the Subway series, so I saw the the Mets and Yankees go at it, and it was actually Andy Pettit versus Johan Santana. Ooh. So it was quite the game that we just totally lucked out on. We d- decided this like two weeks before we went that we we're going to go. Got tickets online and. Just went out and did it. We were only on the East Coast for I think four days, so we didn't. You know, I wasn't able. I really wanted to get a get to a show out there, but didn't didn't really do that. So it was a lot of fun. It's going to Yankee Stadium. Uh, is you know just walking in in there, just, you get chills. It's ridiculous. It's totally ghost infested there. You just imagine all like the classic Yan- Yankee scenes, the whole thing. And, it's awesome. Did you get to go to downtown Monument Park? We didn't. We, I didn't even know that that was something that people could do. We didn't even realize. Sure. We were there early. You thought it was like closed off to like yeah. the public? Yeah. Exactly. And but we did get what we did do before the game is they have a bowling alley right across the street. How amazing is that? Just like having your stadium down in downtown, like in Milwaukee, we don't get to experience that. We get tailgating, which is great. But having it downtown, you have a bowling alley right across the street. So we went bowl the game before the Yankees game <laughs> with a couple of classic Yankee guys and uh, come in with your hands all greasy. To the game. It was it was great. It was great. It was, it was a lot of fun. You wore a shirt that was like had your name on it, so you felt like you were a worker coming in the game. And you had your hands all greasy. And you were like, "Hey, here's, a, here's another Bronx guy right here." And you're like, "Hey, what's going on?" Yeah, and it, it, we we took uh took the subway down there, of course, and there's you know all these like you know like thirty something Yankee fans, all their decked out in their Yankee gear, just cursing up a blue streak the whole time, talking about the Red Sox and <laughs> hey the Sox, and it was just oh, it, was, it was hilarious. What if they were cursing up the Martin Lawrence movie Blue Streak? <laughs> <laughs> like it wants to deal with Luke Wilson in that. Give me a break. <laughs> he steals diamonds and then he gets arrested. What? <laughs> He's posing as a cop. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> He's in Mexico at the end of the movie. Aww. It's really big in the Yankee subculture. <laughs> Is it, especially in the Subway series. It's their, it's their you know, um, 
Fever bitch. <laughs> is that is that movie at all funny? Because I saw that when it came out, and I was younger, and I actually thought it was funny. But is that bad? I'm sure it's a bad movie. Um, I remember I, seeing it when it first came out, and I was like, that was awesome. But I was probably like 12 or something. I saw out. it in theaters, and uh, I remember it was at a time when any movie that was uh, like mainstream... Like a mainstream comedy, I'd be like, ha, oh, 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 I don't particularly care for this. <laughs> you were a film snob at like 12? I was a film snob at like 14. And How then, old were we when that came out, by the way? How old were was, we? I was a freshman in high school, so I'm, That's about right. I'm 23 now. How old are you? 23. So, yeah, that would explain it. You were probably the same age as me. Okay. <laughs> as you are now. You probably <laughs> might have been. You might have been at the we same can, time. We'll ch- after the show, we'll, we'll check it out. We'll check the record. <laughs> you brought your birth certificate, right? <laughs> if, if not, this is going to be a new discovery in the laws of physics. Yeah. This is going to change the way that uh, people look at the world. It's possible. I, I remember I saw, I saw bits and pieces of it on, on TV, and it wasn't, wasn't too bad. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I love the show Martin, so I might have. I might have. Martin. Have you ever. Martin! I love there the was, Tracy Morgan show. That's what I love. That is a good show. But Martin, there was. This is how ridiculous that show was. And they just did it with a total straight face. There was one episode that I remember in particular where one of the characters was pregnant. Pretty sure it was a woman. And she was, she was going to have the baby at any moment. They're in Martin's house. They're in. The living room, and obviously on, like, a lot of the TV sitcoms, the entire house is in, like, one room. Yeah. And so the kitchen is probably 100 feet across the room. And this baby just, like, flies out of her and flies 100 feet into the kitchen. Martin catches it with the umbilical cord still attached. Oh. And that's how the episode ended. <laughs> it was just like things would happen like that, and no one would say anything. Like, it was just that was what happened. Uh, so I don't know. I really he's come a long way. You have to appreciate he's how much cocaine he was on. <laughs> that makes sense. Let's do that. He's come from yeah Martin now all the way to College Road Trip. Yeah, <laughs> which is coincidentally my dad and my sister's favorite movie right now. Really. I kid you not, they sat down and watched it last night. They keep urging me, Drew, you need to watch College Road Trip. Have you seen it yet? Earlier, your mom was insisting that you see the film, correct? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know, it's some cult, it's like the Rocky Horror Picture Show for adults. (laughs) For adults with kids, you know? It's like, it's gonna be this huge thing where you go and then everybody blurts out the lines of the movies and... (laughs) Dresses up all weird, like Donny Osmond or something. I don't know. He's in the film. They keep telling me, Drew, you need what to see. What if he wasn't? And I'm holding out. I'm gonna see how long I can hold out before they like sit me down and force me to watch it. Uh, one of the things that I know about you, Andrew Ivan Nelson, is that you are a big fan of obscure athletes and sports figures, sports teams. Absolutely. I know you've decided to root for random teams just for the fun of it. I have a new one recently, actually, too. Oh? Yeah. I don't know. What is it? (laughs) It's uh, it's an NBA team. Uh, The Indiana Pacers. Uh, Them picking up uh, Brandon Rush. Why am I a fan of him? Because he has the Kendall Gill fade to his hair. Um, and then also they picked up Roy Hibbert with Georgetown, um, and Larry Bird is their president. They have Reggie Miller. I already have a Reggie Miller jersey, so, yeah, I'm rooting for the Pacers now. Huge Pacers fan. I think, yeah, I think they've fallen into obscurity. I think the Pacers used to be that team, you know, if you didn't have, like, kind of like the Packers in football, if you don't really have a team, Mm -hmm. you rooted for the, if you were a basketball fan, you rooted for the Pacers. Because they were, you know, Indiana Pacers, Indiana Big, Basketball State. But yeah, now they've kind of fallen into obscurity, I think, since they haven't really been a reckoning force in the NBA in recent years. The yeah. big... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, they have... Uh, and their starting point guard now is, of course, TJ Ford with the blockbuster trade with, with, uh, for J- Jermaine O'Neal. And here's an interesting story about when I was working for the Bucks early on. Um, I introduced TJ Ford to the idea of what a mullet is. He had no idea <laughs> what a mullet was prior to me, and... Because at the time, I had a mullet going and lines in the side of my head. This was the summer of, like, 2003, I think. 
It was huge. Man. And it was really huge <laughs> in the summer of 2003. Everyone had mullets and lines. We don't. I think it was it. just a. Mu- I think it was like just July. And someone <laughs> said, someone said, "Hey, nice mullet." And I was like, thanks, man. And then he goes to me, we're at some promotion at like a pick and save or something, and he's, he's like, hey, what's a mullet? And I'm like, are you kidding me? And so I explained to him what a mullet was. So what, what, that's how my was, claim to fame. Was this promotion like two months after the guy said it? Like, <laughs> TJ Ford's just been stewing all this time? What? I should ask that guy, but I'm a little nervous with my back. You know, my, I have a spinal problem, so I'm a little on the shy side. Yeah. Oh, TJ Ford. I, I also was an Indiana Pacers fan. Uh, after I, I was rooting for the Jazz, and then they got beat by the Bulls. And then yeah. then the the Pacers <laughs> became like the new Utah Jazz. Yeah. And they had uh, they had that thing where they shaved all their heads. <laughs> and uh, Rick Smiths wore black socks with his shoes. I and he, remember that. And yeah. like, he was like seven feet tall, and he looked like a grandpa like outside mowing his lawn. <laughs> like with the big black socks. <laughs> Uh, that was the big mistake that they made. Uh, that was actually not the, having people shave their heads after. That <laughs> after was their promotion, I think, in the year two thousand and one for their season ticket promotion was the Indiana Pacers two thousand and one, the New Utah Jazz, <laughs> in order to sell more season tickets. Yeah. If only they had Hornacek on their team. I still say to this day, I said it at the time. It's off the record now, but uh, if they had Hornacek, they would have beaten. <laughs> the Lakers. Horace, Horace, he's still a uh, assistant coach. Yeah, with the Jazz. Yeah, he's, he's, he's he was, still riding the bench. He's right? still, still wiping his head. <laughs> he will live. Yeah. For, he will live forever. Right, on L, NBA Jam. upside down L. Wipe. on NBA Jam on uh, SNES. He will live forever. Absolutely. You know who was dominating the smallest player on NBA Jam ever was uh, Scott Skiles, who's yeah. the coach for the for the Bucks. So. Really, it wasn't Bogues. It wasn't Muggsy? I don't. I don't think he was. At least the one that I played. He's it was in like the game, original. but he's not all that good in the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. Come on, Muggsy. It's really funny because you remember some players like coming of age and being really good players, but at the time when the game was made, like they weren't good at all, or like they were kind of obscure, or, like their first or second year, because that was back when like rookies took longer to develop, and they weren't like you know as amazing out of the gate as they are now. But yeah, he was. So yeah, he was like he's only like all right in that game. Best team to play with is the. A team that is now good, the San Antonio Spurs, are really good because that's like when they had Robinson yeah, and uh, and Duncan and uh, Duncan was like just starting and getting really good and so they're they're really because it's two man two man teams so if you have like two big guys who can both shoot you're pretty well set. Um, you are the most handsome man that we've had on the show, Andrew, and you've done some modeling work over the years. <laughs> Rick has a man crush on Andrew Ivor Nelson. No, not a man crush. It's just, you know, he is a man crush alert. (laughs) Uh oh. New segment on the show. (laughs) Isn't there like a buzzer that you hit when you're like this? We'll put it in post. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. of, I was thinking just our show could be more like, uh, what's the show on uh, CNBC? Um, Mad Money? Mad Money. <laughs> With all the noise. <laughs> and Driver Nelson! Dang. On the show! Dang. Man crush alert! Uh, so yes, I, I find you to be incredibly photogenic. Watching the Sketchbook DVD, uh, everyone that I've shown it to agrees. What's that like, being so photogenic, being such a handsome fella, working <laughs> in that? the modeling industry? <laughs> um, what is it like? Uh, it's, 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 it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing going through life like that, you know? Um, it's why I cover half my face with the beard now. I don't want people to see it. (laughs) It's a burden, it really is. Is it an iris moment for you? You know, it's, it's, it's those things, you know, like, you always see, like, the models go on, you know, Jay Leno or something, like, well, I had a really, really awkward period when I was, like, in middle school. But it's totally true, like, I had... You know, that it was like, no friends. I can tell you a short story. I had like, no friends in seventh grade. But then once I started getting girls, it was eighth grade because I had broken my collarbone, came to school with a sling, and all the girls were just like, oh my God, you're hurt. What's wrong? You were their you? broken little bird. They, they, yeah, they, they took pity on me. And, and then feed just, sugar water. Yeah, it got, yeah, it definitely snowballed after that. So now I have chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> you had it in 10th grade. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, um, yeah, no, I was speaking of Iris, uh, there's this internet video called, uh, an Iris moment, 
where this uh, two guys come in and uh, they ask this early friend, they go, hey, Steve, you want to go play basketball with us? And he's like, no, I'm going to finish writing this paper. And they're like, all right, catch you later. And then he just kind of slowly turns back to his desk and then he <coughs> plays the ending part of the Goo Goo Doll song, Iris. And it's like, and I don't want the world to see me because I don't think that they'd understand. And he's just like sitting there writing his paper, really sad. So I think that's like your beard, you growing your beard is... Yeah. This is our new uh, segment on the show. Drew describes in detail in internet video. <laughs> in internet video that no one else has seen. <laughs> Does make when you watch it, it won't be funny because you'll just remember me describing and be like, "That was." And you're also a very uh, active uh, liberal uh, fella. Sure. You you're yep. you're very proactive in terms of uh, Darfur, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yeah, I I started up. Uh, a Darfur organization in Milwaukee is called Darfur Action Coalition. You can visit darfuractioncoalition.org learn more about it. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of different stuff coming up with uh, like Beijing and the Olympics and stuff like that um, with them being involved with that kind of stuff. So it's still pretty... doesn't come up in the news as much. You know, it's kind of uh, something that goes up and down. But um, yeah, in environmental stuff as well. But yeah, I try to be. And you're a hero to many. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's why we want it on the show. We right. A friend of some. A hero. <laughs> to many. To many. Uh, Drew, you're about to depart for a week. This is the last show that we're doing for a few days. Yeah, The Departed. Where, where, where are you going? Why, I'm why going, are you going? I'm going to a uh, camp that I used to go to as a kid. Uh, and they're having me back as a counselor for a week, so I'm going to do that. Uh, which, ca- which camp is that? Uh, it's a uh, Christian youth camp. So, ooh, ooh, what was that? I got uh, beans from you, both of you. <laughs> we know, we know how obsessed you are with. I the was Bible just twisting the hairs of my beard. Like, if you're thinking of like Jesus Camp, it's not as it's a lot more like oh, like if you've ever seen the film Jesus Camp, like is extremely ridiculous, like right wing Christian, like. But that's exactly what it's like. That's exactly what this it is. is a that's Christian shoved, comedy camp. We shoved yeah. the Bible. <laughs> we shoved the Bible down. Finally. The it's, I actually started the camp. I was the first, uh, the first student. <laughs> this Christian comedy camp. Christian you're camp. trying to teach them stand-up routines. You know what's the deal with the Match.com? You know, imagine if the animals had that, they would go to Noah'sArk.com to find their one mate. <laughs> That'd be a great joke. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Have you guys? This ever... is public domain. People are gonna steal that. Damn it! The, the They've got a does... line now for that script. The person that has great Christian comedy actually is uh, Gaffigan. Gaffigan. Gaffigan's got, great got some bits great stuff. Jesus. He's like, there's one that he says, um, it's like, you know, like, what would Jesus even, what would you get Jesus for his birthday? They're like, you know, like, hey, uh, Jesus, uh, here's, here you go. And he opens it up. He's like, hey, thanks for the sandals. Uh, uh, thanks, I'm dying for your sins, but uh, thanks for the sandals. You want to be German? <laughs> This is a new segment. Andrew Iver Nelson tells a comedian's bit. <laughs> does, does Gaffy? <laughs> does Gaffy? <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's just a little thing, and the kids go and they have a good time and they hang out, and, <laughs> and you pour water for them. Actually, I'm, he's I'm just peeing into a cup. <laughs> yeah, you're, it's now a uh, rule on the show. You're required to take a urine sample. Uh, will you appear? They won't let me leave. You, this unfortunately, there's no video on here, but I'm actually strapped to a couch right now. <laughs> I cannot even move. I, I've had to pee for hours. I just pee. Rick is just sitting over there, just kind of, you know, excited. Did we have, did we have uh, Andrew Ivan Nelson strapped down. <laughs> I'm just going to take pictures of, oh, he's photogenic. <laughs> Aha! I'm going to shave that beard so I can see more of you. <laughs> Reveal your true self. Have you kept, has that beard been still on you since uh, last time I hung out? Or have you shaved no, it? No, 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 yeah. I, you know, I'm one of those. Because uh, I remember you just started growing that, like when we first started taking classes together. I, and then you shaved it? I will have beards for a few months and then not. You know, it's kind of a thing. My girlfriend hates my beard, but I love having a beard, so it's, it's a thing so where it's like, hey, your birthday it. is coming up, I shaved for you. You know, and that's kind of, kind of my... I love how you're, you're doing something that she, not doing something that she hates is her birthday present. <laughs> she loves it. 
it's like it's like she was like a member of like a, I don't know like FEMA or not FEMA sorry what? <laughs> it's like FEMA. she was a member of FEMA am I right fellas <laughs> it's part of a, it's a Christian comedy joke if you want to get it it's a no, I was going to say PETA. Uh, anyway, like, and you, you go around stabbing cats every day, and then you're like, your birthday's coming up, so I didn't stab a cat today. That's pretty much what I see it as. <laughs> it's a really good analogy. I'm all Christian comedy you know, is so it? highbrow. <laughs> it's like you're a member of, she's a member of FEMA, and you're like, hey, I didn't stab a cat today. <laughs> uh, with you working at the, uh, for past, you've been very kind. You've hooked me up with some tickets. I got to see uh, Liam Finn, and then recently I saw Amy Mann. Um, did I tell you what happened at the Amy Mann concert? I don't think so. Uh, I tell. I did bring it up on the show, but I I ended up entering into a raffle and I won like six of her most recent CDs, all of which I didn't have except for <laughs> he's one. never won anything. And uh, so it was just sort of like, okay, I got tickets for free. Lee works at M and I, so we parked for free. And then I won six CDs for free. That's all because of you, Andrew Nelson. <laughs> You're welcome. That's what happens. That's what happens when you get tickets for me. <laughs> and I was telling Drew about this, and he's like, oh, man, I should have asked Andrew Nelson for some Martin Short tickets. <laughs> Martin Short, oh, boy, that show was interesting. Like, I was very excited about that show, actually. Like, I find Martin Short... A mistake! I was excited, too. And I don't know if anyone's seen the movie Clifford, but that... that Yes. Movie's amazing. But anyways, to move on, his show was very sad. Very sad. Because he was doing bits on Bauhaus. He was like, he's like, yeah, you know, hey, I'm that comedian that's not very successful anymore, so I'm going to do a show featuring me just so I can make money. And that was his joke, but it was like, that's actually <laughs> what like, he's doing. <laughs> and so it was, it was very awkward. And he, the whole time he was just doing uh, impressions of former characters that he's done in movies... And like no like new material, it was it was very. It's just beating. And there were bad impressions. Like, bad impressions of him. <laughs> Remember me was... in inner space? Oh my God, Dennis Quaid is inside my body. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kiss Meg Ryan. <laughs> Dennis Quaid wants me to take a drink, so I'm taking a drink. <laughs> like what's my short doing? He's been doing this same bit for an hour and a half. <laughs> Good night. But, uh, Throws down the mic and pumps. You know what? You know what? Now I'm glad that I didn't get tickets from Martin yeah. Short. I I he did the Three Amigos thing, like but, but the times. Times. Yeah, and he put he literally would just put the sombrero on, and he wouldn't be. Yeah, I was, and he did. If you had like he did Jiminy Glick, but it was it wasn't even Jiminy Glick. It was different glasses. It sounds it like if you were an old person who really enjoys comedy but are kind of like losing their mind, but like it'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> if you have dementia, it's a good show to see. <laughs> if you have dementia and were a fan of Martin Short, this is the show for you. Yeah. It caters to a very small crowd, right? See, I uh, I used to love Martin Short, though the dementia, and I I hate him now. And this just uh, this fuels that that hatred. That like, ha! I got him. Even Andrew Ivor Nelson yeah. doesn't like him, and Andrew Ivor Nelson is a handsome fellow. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. Yeah, it was it was really weird though, because you know I worked there at the Pabs during the day, and so I kind of would sneak into the into the theater and see them getting ready for the show and. There's Martin Short just having a normal conversation with someone, and he's so just off the wall crazy all the time that it's just so hard not to be stereotyping him and thinking that he's going to be like that all the time. So like, watch him have a normal conversation was interesting. <laughs> but I've heard he's just like funny in normal conversation, but no, no, he's he's gone. What was he like in normal conversation? Oh, somehow still obnoxious. I don't know. <laughs> No, he was he was just you're talking about the parts. my idol. You're just like I'm sorry. He's not your idol. You're Chevy Chase is your idol. Yeah. He's like the friend of my idol. <laughs> yeah. That's all you got to say about Martin Short. That's we just that was a moment of silence. Yeah, for Martin, for Martin Short. Short's career. <laughs> <laughs> there it went uh, right there okay. and then. Should uh should we start to get some of our picks of the week? I think maybe. No. No. <laughs> Forget Definitely it. Not. Forget it. Not on this episode. Fuck you, Rick. No way. Not, not today. It's not going to happen. No, I'm gone. And by the way, you're not playing this at the Christian camp because I just swore. Oh. Oh. It's okay. 
That was Drew's like. Thursday it's kind of night. funny because <laughs> you know I go and I still do these things, but it's like I'm definitely like the most like liberal like member of this entire like faction there because I'll be there and like I'll tell the kids things like you know what it's okay to not believe anything that you're being told this week or um, if you have questions it's very natural to you know seek out those questions and. Uh, Explore other options like science and Scientology. Speaking of <laughs> liberal, I <laughs> saw I, a pamphlet. I saw a TV ad this week. I'm kidding. I don't by Planned Parenthood, where it was a uh, like, what does John McCain think about uh, health plans covering birth control? And then so like it's a like viral video clip or whatever. Somebody asking him that question. They've showed the most like anti-McCain ads. But here's what here's what they say. Here's what happens. Somebody asks McCain that question, and he's like, thinks about it for a second. He's like, um, I'm not really sure right now. I'd have to look more into it. And then Planned Parenthood is like, BAM! We got him! <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute! A guy gives an honest answer. It's not like he said, well, women shouldn't ever have birth control. No. He just says, you know, I'd have to look more into it. It's like, um... Have McCain, we got one. Have you seen the other thing? The other one is, uh, um, it starts out like John McCain. Da, 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 like it seems like it's a pro John McCain ad, wants nuclear power. Da, 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 da. And then it like starts like slowly like twisting the facts on him and making him look bad. And then it like his face is up there and slowly like peels away his face. And then it's like Barack Obama. A smart choice for president, like, 2008. Like, it was like, it's like, starts out as, you're like, oh, this is John McCain. And then like, wait a second. <laughs> Bam, we got him again. Was that one also by Planned Parenthood? Yes. <laughs> I just like how they were like. And it's like the cheapest, like, looking logo of theirs. Like, it looks like it was made with, like, the editing software from, like, the early 90s. Someone put it on the system, did a star wipe to the, to the footage of him. I don't know, I just was like. That really doesn't count as getting someone. No. They have, <laughs> there's a bug on the screen. I looked like it looked like a mouse, like the 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 mouse button was running. It up almost and down. did. It's a it's a spider actually. I think I just got it. It was right near the microphone. So <laughs> we we I, I hope you were able to hear that that this miniature spider didn't block out the sound. <laughs> like we can't hear him. What what's he saying? <laughs> it's almost like a spider is blocking the microphone. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah. I, but the thing is, I haven't seen any, like, negative Obama ads. I've just seen all, like, negative John McCain ads. From the guy who said he was going to run a nice, like, clean, nice campaign. And change the way the campaigning's done. Have, uh, have you ever seen the show? I'm still undecided as a vote. Have you ever seen the show Mad Men? It's on AMC. It's a great show. Yes. I, uh, I've just been watching it. I just, on demand. Awesome show. I'm like nine episodes in, and isn't it? It's just a really great show. Just started the second season, and uh... it just made me think of it because on there they're talking about buying up ad time for uh, political candidates, and yeah. I thought it was pretty interesting. It's yeah. it's just an extremely well done show for a lot. For you can take it from like several different angles. Whether you just like watching it for like you know the fun nostalgia of like the '60s and the chauvinistic '60s. Yeah, you love it. You love it when women were put in their place. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> No, I'm just saying. <laughs> yes. Secretaries really knew what the real job was. <laughs> uh, I just I, I wanted to let people know that you should check it out if you have Time Warner Cable. Look for it on demand. This is they have every of... episode except the third episode, which is really confusing to me. Like, put them all on there. I don't know. Maybe, maybe yeah, maybe there was like a guest star in that episode, and for some reason, like the uh, replay rights are they have to pay. They don't want to pay them or something. You can get it on iTunes. That's yeah. what I did. So be sure to be sure to check it out. Quick question: Do you get paid um, residuals for someone watching something on demand? I think that's what the writer strike was all about. Am I right, Andrew? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Is that what they get? Is, do they get them now, though? I don't know. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't looked over that contract and <laughs> that agreement close enough. It's still sitting there on my desk. Rick, you're my lawyer. You need to do these things. I am your WGA representative, so I should know these things, but... Rick, I need to get that script about the, the comedy preacher out there. <laughs> and I want to know brother when it's on TNT On Demand, the commercial-free version of it. I need to know because the then TV I want to know about the money. Yeah. Um, let's, let's get to our sandwich picks of the week. Okay. Uh, I'll start with you, Drew. What's your sandwich? How about we start with you? Because we all know what yours is going to be. Uh, chicken parmesan sandwich from Subway. Uh, 
They, apparently, it gives you acid reflux if you can alter history. <laughs> but it's delicious. Worth it. Uh, um, I'll go with a, a panini. Uh, we'll say like a chicken, like a grilled chicken panini with uh, onions and uh, tomato. I'll go with the... It's called the Four Napkin. At You can find it at the Twisted Fork uh, on the east side of Milwaukee. And it comes, it's a, this burger, this with napkins burger in it. <laughs> with four napkins in it, of paper, and it's, it just gets caught in your mouth. No, it has bacon <laughs> and, and barbecue sauce, and then it has haystack onion rings on it. It's oh. amazing. It's exactly what they're advertising from Wendy's, that it's like steak burger, where that guy's like, shut your mouth you don't even deserve that burger what is yeah yeah when people you know, get like angry about, about people eating a yeah they're burger. advertising the heck out of it and I tried that that burger's terrible but this is the one that they actually really do it well oh I get it it's, it's called four napkins yeah it's yeah cause it's messy but it's an amazing burger it took me it's a couple awesome. I've been <laughs> I've been back there like four times just to get that burger you've had the equivalent of 16 napkins <laughs> <laughs> It's a little quick math. Yeah. Is the name four misleading? Times did you have to use four napkins, or did you yeah, save the environment? Well, exactly, and that's why it kind of, you know, I talked to them, you know, being an environmentalist, so it's kind of like, you know, you're kind of encouraging people to use four napkins, which, you know, I just had this burger, and it's not really necessary. <laughs> so I had a huge fit at the restaurant. And you should have been like, <laughs> that's no why you've gone back so many Four cloth napkins that they wash. Yeah, exactly. That's what you should tell them. Except four cloth napkins. <laughs> Well, I don't want them using too much water. Either. Four napkins. No, four napkins with like a start, like an asterisk, and then below it's like, no actual napkins will be harmed. Napkins will be Sorry, used. we do not have napkins. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Drew, we're gonna go to your segment. Uh, what is your YouTube, YouTube pick? pick of the week? My YouTube pick of the week is uh, by a group called uh, the username is Zoltar Kill, Z O L T A R. K-I-L-L, all one word. And is it inspired by the movie Big, where the genie was called Zoltar? There's, yep. they do, they do high five! <laughs> they do have a video. I would high five you. Okay, well. Awesome. The, uh, yeah, the, uh, one of their original videos was about the, uh, they take the genie from Big and put him in different circumstances, which is kind of funny. Um, but anyway, they're, they have a video called President Brown, which is, uh, kind of a, um, sort of, it's, it's a, 60 minute little like comedy short that kind of buys off of the presidency of James Garfield but instead his name is President Brown and uh, just kind of makes fun of a lot of those uh, current like autobiographical films um, of historical figures and uh, it's, it's pretty humorous but they've got a lot of other videos that are pretty good as well um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, John Friedman the host of the rejection show that I, I caught in New York City um, there's a stand-up bit where he talks about the Wonder Years, how if you take away the narration, it's just a bunch of people staring at each other. <laughs> and uh, so you just search for John Friedman, uh, J-O-N, uh, Friedman is F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N, and then Wonder Years, W-O-N-D-E-R-Y-E-A-R-S. <laughs> I'm sure you'll find it on YouTube. It's worth, it's worth the uh, typing. Andrew? Uh, I was just shown by a fellow employee that uh, this Office Wars, I don't know if either of you have I've seen, seen it Office Wars, yeah. on YouTube, um, you can literally type in Office Wars, O-F-F-I-C-E-W-A-R-S. Two words. Two words, Office Wars. I don't know who makes it, but uh, I'm sure you'll find it. And it's these, you know, you know Office, I think it's IT um, versus Sales in the office and they all have these enormous nerf guns and they're they just go at it and like and then they all just go back to work. It's it's pretty funny. I don't want to give too much away. Don't be confused by the other office wars uh, that takes place in the Disney building and it's between two Disney employees, which I got sidetracked and I was watching it so I was like, you gotta check out Office Wars and I checked it out and it was wasn't really all that good and then I found the real one. So um there's imposters out there. Another segment we do on the show is called Sticking It to Steck, where we call Drew out for something that he said. Uh, I'm going to stick it to Steck for quoting something that you never said on the show earlier in the program. <laughs> <laughs> Which you turned around and did later um, when you said, off the record. Wait, what, what did I quote? 
on the program that I never said on the program. I don't remember. It was like an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that happening. Okay. You want, right, if, well, you want, if you want to stack deck me for not knowing what it is, I fully understand. I'm going to stack deck you back for, stack, for, uh, for sticking it to me when you didn't even know what you were sticking to me. Fair enough. Well, I'm going to stick it to you for misrepresenting the animal rights activists at, uh, at uh, FEMA, apparently. <laughs> and um, uh, with that, obviously, PETA, and uh, I'm sure there's a lot of PETA supporters, very angry, that are listening to the show right now that I think you owe an apology to. I think the second they hear me say stab a cat, they stop listening. So That's true. Um, you know, just for that, stab a cat, um, slay a whale. <laughs> uh, and hang a dog. Um, <laughs> that's my that's my stack back. That's the motto you live by. <laughs> um, album pick of the week, uh, Drew. Go ahead. Um, my album pick of the week is the Dark Knight soundtrack by Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard, uh, with music from the film. Um, it's good stuff. It's really a it's a good soundtrack. It's one of the best soundtracks in the last three or four years, I think. Andrew. Uh, my album pick of the week would be uh, the latest from M Ward, which is uh, post war. Who just recently played at the the Paps last night. An amazing, most enjoyable guitarist to watch and listen to, other than Paul Simon, in my opinion. He's amazing. Definitely need to listen to. Um, I'm gonna go with the Thorns. Their uh, their only album is called The Thorns. Uh, it's a super group consisting of Matthew Sweet. Uh, Pete Droge and uh, Sean Mullins, who did uh, the song Lullaby. <laughs> um, you know, Lullaby. Every, everything's gonna be all right. Rockaby, rockaby. I always wanted uh, to write a movie based on that song. <laughs> their their album is really good, except for the uh, the fifth song, the self the, the title track uh, called Thorns, which is just like the it's like Thorns, just keep walking away. It's the worst song ever, but the rest of the album is highly enjoyable. <laughs> And uh, I did get to see them, and I, I did get to meet Sean Mullins, which uh, he's quite a fella. He applauds after every song that they do. <laughs> he gets so caught up in performing he that he applauds for his own song. <laughs> yeah, I love that about him. Sean uh, Mullins, I really like the lullaby song. I'm not gonna lie. No, he, he he's a really talented uh, musician who I think is sort of being um, clumped into a one-hit wonder. Everything's gonna be alright. Should I, Sonny? Yeah. <laughs> uh, movie pick of the week. Uh, like a VHS? Yeah, anything. Hook. I have that VHS, so if you haven't seen Hook in a while or watched it, it was a really good movie. Hook. Hook. I don't really know how to follow that, because that's <laughs> pretty much uh, the greatest movie ever, but um, I would have to go with uh, probably the best movie I've seen in the past year is There Will Be Blood. I think that movie still haunts me to this day. I find myself thinking about that movie all the time. So if you haven't seen that movie and you're listening to this, I would definitely see it. Wait, Rick, how do you feel about There Will Be Blood? I liked it. It has Paul F. Tompkins in it. But you didn't like The Dark Knight because it was too dark. Right. But you like There Will it's Be Blood. It's a different genre. It's a different genre. Like, when I see The Dark Knight... I was anticipating it being like, hey, it's Batman. I will bury you, Eli. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just felt like the there should be, you should have nice some ball. glimmers of hope. <laughs> <laughs> it was a comedy. Nice. It was hilarious. It up. Um, I drink your milkshake. <laughs> I drink it up. Oh, that Never hear that. was way better than the movie. Was, wasn't it? <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with the movie Stone Cold, starring Brian Bosworth. I just saw it. It just, it just got released on DVD, and uh, and uh, I was watching it with Tom and his girlfriend Fawn, and uh, Tom kept telling me how it just came out on DVD, so I assumed that it was a recent direct-to-video movie. So it was made in 1991, <laughs> but I'm like, wow, everybody looks so young in this. <laughs> and I'm like, the makeup's great. You know, Brian Bosworth, he doesn't look too bad. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, it's like... They did some things that were intentionally funny, and uh, also some things that aren't uh, intentionally <laughs> funny, but like the opening scene is at a grocery store where this gang is like roughing people up and trying to steal money, and there's a display for Ritz crackers, and one of the members is, has a machine gun and he's shooting up the boxes of Ritz crackers, 
and then the gang leader cackles, I love it! <laughs> Which uh, is probably the best opening scene I've seen of an action film from the year 1991. So Stone Cold. Is it an action comedy or is it an action? It's like, there's comedic elements to it, but most of it isn't supposed to be intentional. But since it's from 1991, from a different era. Yeah, and I'm like, and as we're watching, I'm like, wow, they did a really good job capturing the feel of like a late 80s, early 90s <laughs> action movie. I don't know how they got so much money for a direct-to-video <laughs> movie. This is even better than uh, uh, Hot Fuzz, you know, and capturing that, you know, blockbuster feel. Is it's, that what inspired Steve Austin's name? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he had a copy yeah. of the VHS tape because now it's just now it's been released on DVD. All the movies that I own are on, my name. All the movies I own are actually on VHS. Originally, uh, his his intro video consisted of boxes of Ritz crackers being shot off. To me, Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> to me, VHS is like owning vinyl records. You know, for a film for a film lover. Um, on that note, uh, I've been Rakatchki. Would it be Laserdisc? Laserdisc, I think. On that note, I've been Rick Katchke. <laughs> I've been Drew Steck. I'm Andrew Ivor Nelson. And this has been The, the Internet's, Internet's Maximum, Maximum Potential. Potential. He got it, Drew. He got it. Laserdisc. <laughs>